The Itch is excited to announce that our very own podcasting platform, Zencaster, is now a show sponsor. Zencaster is an all-in-one podcast production suite that lets you put together a high-quality show without needing all the technical know-how. It comes with a live editing soundboard, unlimited 1080p video recordings, wave audio recordings, 10 hours a month of audio-video mixing, and unlimited transcriptions. It's a web-based recording with cloud backups that have saved us more than once. We don't just endorse anything, but we've used Zencaster to create this podcast from the start, and we truly believe in it. Zencaster's been good to us, and they'll be good to you. If you're a creator or thinking of becoming one, go to zen.ai slash itchrocks, link in the show notes, and use our promo code itchrocks, I-T-C-H-R-O-C-K-S, to start your free 14-day professional trial, and then get 30% off your plan after that. Hey, yo, what's up? It's Nico from Blind Channel, and you're listening to The Itch. You're listening to The Itch. My name is Casey. My name is Dan. And I'm Aaron. And this week we are scratching the itch for a segue. Last week we had an interview with the band Blind Channel out of Finland, and it was great fun, and it got a really good reception. And so we were already planning to do kind of a, a roundup of some rock bands this week, a few new albums that have come out. And we were like, why not talk a little bit more about Blind Channel's album? Because interestingly enough if you listen back to the interview we didn't cover that much about the album itself so it's like kind of still ripe for conversation yeah we kind of made it an executive decision we thought about doing a quick little album review in the outro but uh we decided to push it back and add it to this and one of the reasons why is because there are a couple of albums that came out that were kind of relevant, very similar to this style of music that I wanted to talk about, especially these guys got on board very quickly, too. <laughs> yeah. Once you started mentioning some albums that you're interested in talking about, it was like, well, this all fits together perfectly. Let's just put these three together, give Blind Channel a little extra rub with a second episode. We've been doing a lot of that lately of covering the same artists in multiple episodes in a short period of time. And so why not do it again? Yeah. And like we said, yeah, exactly. Another excuse to talk about their album, because we did get a chance to talk about it a little bit in the interview. And obviously, Dark Side, everybody knows that song. But there's so many other great songs that are on the album that I want to make sure that everybody's well aware of. I don't want everybody thinking that they're a one hit wonder, because that's definitely not the case. Like they have some great songs. This album was fantastic. And I can't wait to talk about it more. Well, fortunately, now is the time that we can do that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Lifestyles of the Stick and Dangerous, a uh, title birthed out of a good Charlotte song <laughs> that they took and kind of made a play on that name. <laughs> you remember that one? Did they say yeah. that? It is literally. Yeah, he said, they said nice. that in other interviews, not in ours. I did not know that. Yeah, they're like, you know, Lifestyles of the yeah. Rich and the Famous. And they're like, hey, you know what? <laughs> Let's make a twisted version of that. That's really funny. So. I, I don't know if this is relevant, but quick side story that I got dragged to a good Charlotte concert at Mississippi Nights. Nonetheless, though, it was one of the few the four concerts that I actually got to see at Mississippi Nights. But I did, unfortunately, see Good Charlotte live, too, after the uh, <laughs> their second album came out. <laughs> unfortunately, I had to see Good Charlotte live. The unfortunate misfortune. Yeah. I have two questions. Let's go ahead and just embrace this <laughs> sidetrack before we get into the album. <laughs> One. Who else was on that bill? Do you remember? And was anybody there that impressed I you? I say it was Angels and Airwaves. Um, <laughs> sounds about right. No, no. I, <laughs> I, was, I was not a fan of any of that music at the time. I still am not. I appreciate 
being at Mississippi Nights, looking back on it, and yes. that's like the only reason why I am okay with that. That I went to that concert, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so, for context, for listeners who aren't familiar, Mississippi Nights is a defunct venue in St. Louis that was very well loved. It was literally right off the river, and uh, it was a great, a great place to see shows. Which brings me to my second question for you. You said it was your fourth. So you remember all four shows that you saw there. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah, I do. Who who else did you see there? Uh, I just want to know. This is sheer curiosity, not related to this episode at all. Breaking Benjamin, Lost Prophets. Uh, oh, maybe it was just three. And then um, Good Charlotte. Because okay. I saw Ludo, but I think Ludo was with Breaking Benjamin. They were. We were at that show okay. with you, I believe. So then it was just three. I apologize. Because, um, yeah, it was Lost Prophets, Breaking Benjamin, and Good Charlotte. Nice. I, I just I like that you can remember the specific shows at the specific venue. You know, it's funny. Uh, I can't I can't hardly remember shit like but I remember these stupid things like <laughs> venues that don't exist. Like, oh, yeah, I remember going like the Creepy Crawl. I fucking remember seeing Skindred at the Creepy Crawl. Like I could. I remember the Creepy Crawl. Exactly. Like They're also <laughs> defunct. And there's now nowadays it's hard to keep up with all the venues that, that St. Louis has and has gone through. Yeah, um, renamed recently. and everything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's crazy. Yeah. I can't keep up with it anymore. But anyway, yeah. Sorry, terrible but, sidetrack. Anyway, that is. Hey, that's that's fine. We got an album to talk about, and I'm sure that the Blind Channel fans, the ones that stuck around from last week's episode, have now been sitting waiting a few minutes for us to get right to it. So we'll, we'll reward your patience. Thank you for indulging us. Yeah, we definitely wanted to at least call attention to some of the feedback that we've gotten. Uh, like some people have said that this is their new favorite interview that blind channel has done. So that's kind of cool. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I love that. Thank you to whoever said that. Yes. Uh, a lot of people were wanting to like take credit for, for the influence of <laughs> the dedicated fans. <laughs> and they should, they really had a lot to do with it. All, like I said, all we did was, Every week we put out uh, 15 new songs on our new music playlist. And, and usually I'll make a social media post that tags all those bands. And so in case them or anybody interested in those bands will, you know, see that they've been added to this playlist. That's important, especially if you're a, t- a tiny band, which we put a lot of very small bands on there mixed in with the big ones. And for whatever reason, that very simple thing just took off with their fan base. They just shot that all over Twitter. That was enough of a reason to be like, hey, these guys are cool. <laughs> like... <laughs> Let's see if they want to chat. And they did. And they did. What I like hearing in the interview is that, you know, they started with Dark Side and then from that, this album was born. And I think that's just really a cool way to to create an album because it's not necessarily a concept, but, you know, the whole album does at least have a general kind of uh, topic. It's something that I kind of gathered from just uh, doing research, listening to the music. Um, and and especially listening to the interview again, when they said they didn't, they chose not to have a producer for this album. The, my opinion, like, and I could be way off, but my opinion, like, this whole album, the theme of it is, is that they were sick and tired of being told what the fuck to do. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm. and, I mean, yeah, there's there's some kind of different songs that like they're bad for people. They could be toxic to be around, but I truly feel like yeah, that they just got tired of being told what the fuck to do with their music, and they're like, no, this is who we are. This is how we're gonna sound. We're gonna do whatever the hell we want and make music that we want to make. And I think that this exactly is what this album is. Yeah, 
you catch that a lot. I know at least the song that comes to mind when you say that is Glory for the Greedy. There's a section in that track where they kind of like put in like a conversation between like a sort of a back and forth of producer or a label person or somebody basically trying to tell them that, you know, this is how you need to sound. This is what you should be doing. And them being like, no, this is not what we want to do. <laughs> and so <laughs> I also want to note that it's it's funny. I There's um cognitive dissonance whenever I listen to this album and think about conversing with them, because like half of their songs are just about how like bad they are. You know, <laughs> it's like the dark side. And then like, we're no saints and things like that. And I'm like, you guys were so nice yeah, to talk right, to. Right, like, right. Like, come on. Are you really that bad? Well, <laughs> like, <laughs> and that's what cracks me up with the we are no saints is the little intro track is uh, national heroes, which <laughs> I think is mm. hilarious because, you know, that's essentially what they were for their their country uh, being representatives of Eurovision. Kind of, yeah. Well, and I think that's their point that's that they're making, point. though, is right. that, you know, they're not your typical idols. And I think painting their fingers red and flipping off Eurovision <laughs> kind of pretty much proved that, right? It's a little bite the hand that feeds, but that's all right, <laughs> yeah. I guess. <laughs> but I, I love that. They, like, lean into it. Like, songs like Don't Fix Me, you know, they understand what they are and, like, you know, just let me be who I am, basically. I mean, I think yeah. we, we Are No Saints is also kind of leans into that as well. Yeah. I want to know, Dan mentioned a minute ago that they self-produced this album. And as I was listening through this one earlier today, they did a really good job. Like self-producing an album is a very hit or miss. It's a risky endeavor. There's a reason that producers exist. And it's because in many cases, they are what bands need as sort of a quality control when they're putting stuff together to help filter through the good and bad ideas and mold a little bit. This album is really a start to finish. Just it all works. It doesn't feel like there's any fluff. It doesn't really feel like there are tracks that are weak. It doesn't feel like it overstays its welcome. Um, and there's a flow to it for some of the tracks you had, like you mentioned the national heroes thing, you've got autopsy, which is like two thirds of the way or so through the album. It has a very different sound than most of it. Like it all just works really well. And I think that's an impressive thing to do for, for a band to be able to do without outside help in that regard. Yeah. And I mean, in terms of singles, obviously you had the big single with Dark Side, but they've technically released four other singles off this album. And that's not even including like Autopsy, which we talked in the interview, which I think would be the next best single, to, to be honest. But yeah, yeah, they've already released like the most recent one was Don't Fix Me. They've made music videos for these songs as well. They've also released Bad Idea, We're No Saints and Balboa, which man, Balboa and next Autopsy is probably my second favorite song on the album. Yeah, I was going to say Balboa is probably my favorite track. I appreciated uh, in the track itself is just all the, the references to all the Rocky movies because you got, you know, Drago and Apollo and Clubber. <laughs> Give me a Clubber for supper. <laughs> They're very clever with their lyrics. They they have a lot of good references, uh, pop references and stuff like that. It, but And they tie it very well into the theme of the song. Yeah. I think that's why I enjoyed Balboa so much, just the the lyrical content and then the the ding ding of the bell with the with the knockout. <laughs> I wanna have him back and I wanna I wanna rank the Rocky <laughs> movies. I wanna I wanna know what their what their favorites are. <laughs> including the Creeds. Oh. Because it's still the story of Rocky in it in in its own way. <laughs> 
I don't think they could have really gone wrong with many of the choices. It is yes. an incredibly radio friendly album. Like I'm looking at it right now, start to finish, you know, and it works. I think they made the probably the right call. Don't fix me and bad idea. Can I note we talk about the Linkin Park influence and stuff. I was listening to the album today earlier and I, and I listened to Don't Fix Me and I was like, this is their take on Faint, on Linkin Park's Faint. Yeah. Just the way that the the kind of rhythm moves through it and stuff. And so there's, I don't know, there's a lot of times where you can hear that influence. It's not a bad thing in this case, I don't think. I wish it would have clicked when we were talking about this with them in the interview and they were talking about going to L.A. But I hear a lot of Hollywood Undead influence, too. Not just like with the rap, but like even their melodies, like there's a lot of harmony. Um, and I, you know, I know that comes from two having two singers. And I, I, I love that uh, for one, that they both can sing very well because mm-hmm. um, you know sometimes sometimes you have a band where you just have the clean singer and you just have the the rapper or the hard screamer singer, uh, yeah. screamer um, and typically in some cases you can't they they don't typically have a good melody together but that's not the case yeah yeah these two can harmonize yeah nico reminds me a lot of like charlie scene just like they, they're both very funny um, and they, you know, they all have a great time, obviously, doing what they do. <laughs> Can we also note, we pointed this out, uh, the outro. I think, in, in the, after the outro of the chat. This, this album cover, though, is, <laughs> uh, it's just something else. <laughs> it's the six members of the band all wearing black as, as you do when you're, when you're edgy. <laughs> uh, and they've, they're, they've, got their own heads in their hand yeah so, i want to know how they they did like you know because one of them like actually looks like they're holding the head by their hair and it's i mean so yeah. it's very well done <laughs> so i'm kind of curious like did they like do it with green screen like were they holding something in their hand when they took that picture like yeah. i'm just i i wish i would have realized that and asked that question because it, it's it's a very awesome album cover it's i don't think anything like that's been done as far as i'm aware um, and it's just original, obviously. I still think that they were influenced by Bray Wyatt, <laughs> who, for context, he he was he's a wrestler, and in one of his incar, he's a wrestler who would carry when when he was do his entrance, the lights would go out, and he would carry a lantern to the ring, like lighting the path to to the ring. But uh, as he evolved his character into like a, I don't know, sort of a, a, a newer version, he uh, <laughs> yeah, something like that. One of the lanterns that he would use his- was made to look like a version yes. of his own head and so it looked very much like what yes. these guys are doing on this album yes, it does. that or these are masks and they're actually aliens up top in the part that's cropped off <laughs> that's a theory i'm gonna throw that out there <laughs> it's theories or they were decapitated <laughs> by polar bears <laughs> that happens when you're fighting them all day as they do <laughs> so we got some ideas we gotta we get to figure this out the mystery <laughs> remains why do, why does blind channel have their their heads in their hands <laughs> but nonetheless really solid album start to finish 37 minutes long like i said i feel like this is a a, a no filler album and that's what i'm looking for in this kind of music to be honest <laughs> yeah we just featured this to this album for flavor of the week on our radio show a couple weeks ago and so uh my question to you guys is like what are your top three tracks oh we want top three okay yeah 
I mean, we're, we're, we're thinking something else. Huh. <laughs> I'm going with Dark Side because I actually kind of hate the song now because it's been stuck in my head for about two weeks straight. <laughs> nice. Uh, well, that's that's a good thing if you want people to know your music. Yeah, just put your fingers up. You'll get it out of your head. <laughs> <laughs> Hasn't worked yet. <laughs> I guess I think I'm going to go with Autopsy because the it just sounds so different. What's great about autopsy is that it feels like in the verses, like it's building up, like it's going to kind of like explode with a guitar at the chorus, but then it actually kind of mellows out a little more <laughs> at that point, but it sounds right. Like it yeah. works that, and that in the, my head's on fire. <laughs> I'm a torch kind yeah. of thing. I love that. Now, is, no, now knowing what that references is, it's just hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> and the way he delivers it in that, the rhythm is yes. so good. Like that part gets stuck in my head sometimes. Yeah. Just that line. And it and I don't and I actually don't mind, so I'm going with that. And then I think I might go with Glory for the Greedy. That's a that's a very interesting track to me. Those are a good one. Solid choices. Um, I'm gonna switch it up a little bit. I'm gonna go track one, Opinions. Track six, Balboa, and uh, track eight, We Are No Saints. Nice. I was, you know, what's funny, like, this is not my top three, but I was kind of hoping they're thinking maybe we should try to push the We Are No Saints to the, to the blues. blues. Yep. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, it's about time that we try to separate ourselves from from the Saints go marching in, like, right? So we're not like I get it. It's bluesy, but, you know, there's so much better blues stuff out there to be associated with. <laughs> So we can start playing. We are no saints, but no, my top three for, for this album, uh, by the way, we're talking about the St. Louis blues, their hockey team yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in St. Louis. People might not realize that. just wanted to clarify. Yeah. So good context. Always yeah. a good idea. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, I, I, when, when dark side first came out, that would have been my top song, no doubt. Um, however the hell long it's been a year later, two years yeah, yeah. later, I mm-hmm. can probably sing that song in my sleep now. Um, so, <laughs> so, so uh, I'll choose other songs. Um, I, I would have to go with Autopsy is probably by and far my favorite. Um, Balboa would be an, a close second. And then Bad Idea or Don't Fix Me, probably Bad Idea would be my third. See, if you noticed right there, like that was most of the album that we <laughs> exactly yeah. off. That's our separate tracks, our favorites. Yeah. So quality work there. I think we didn't mention like two tracks. That's it. Yeah. That's true. That. But you did mention a couple of times in there by virtue of comparison, Hollywood Undead. Yes. Which is which also had a brand new album that came out on August uh, the twelfth on August twelfth, and that one's called Hotel California with that cool K. <laughs> Yeah, I like how they're switching it up. <laughs> K. K. The K. <laughs> Can I tell you the first thing I noticed about this album? Sure. Uh, the weird kid on the front. <laughs> the album cover or the actual album itself? Uh, it actually is the album cover, but it wasn't the weird kid. He didn't actually make an impression. It was the fact that um, for the first time that I think I've seen on any of their albums, the way that they stylized yeah. the word Hollywood resembles the hollywood sign the famous sign that kind of guys like that the you know, staggered the staggered kind of yeah yeah it's staggered if you look at their other albums it's it's not written like that and i thought that was kind of yeah. a cool little touch 
it i mean it it goes both ways technically um like yeah i, I do agree like they've never really had like just the flat out sign the other thing is too is like what's crazy is if you look at the street the album it's like from a, a street like it looks like somebody's neighborhood like what well, somebody right. in this band's neighborhood mm-hmm. like it's not it, like just some popular street because you see the city off in the distance like it's just some dude in the suburb it, it, it looks like some dude that's chasing after the google maps car and trying to to be on every picture <laughs> but also he got in a fight before he started doing it so he has a bloody nose that's because he ran into the car a couple times <laughs> there you go <laughs> I presume that's L.A. Yeah. in the background. Yeah. They're from L.A. and Hollywood Undead and Hotel California. And that's all they reference like, you know. all the time. Most of the time. Yeah. They, they, <laughs> they make it well known. Casey, what were you saying about uh, this on our radio show? Um, <laughs> they're one of the few bands that, that stick to a, a gimmick throughout their entire discography. <laughs> and usually when bands do that, I'm like, all right, this fucking thing again. All right, that's enough. But with these guys, they make it work, and I actually enjoy those type of songs, like "The City of the Dead" or, you know, whatever yeah, else. Th- <laughs> they they have been true to their name for every single album. Like they're either talking about Hollywood, California, being undead, or being dead. Like it's in their song somewhere <laughs> or another with all their shit. Yeah. They never get tired of it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> It's yeah, I, I think it's funny. Like I think they've kind of leaned into it more now, um, since they've tried to grow up with their lyrics, and I appreciate that to be mm-hmm. honest. Um, because I would much rather have them singing about uh you know, California and, and this stuff than being jerks, but yeah. <laughs> and and being in the club. <laughs> yeah. Context Hollywood Undead released two albums in 2020, New Empire Volumes 1 and 2. And we have an episode, if you go into the archives, that reviewed that. And one of the things that we noted was that they definitely seem to be maturing from where they were at when they first started, yeah. 15 plus years or whatever years ago. I guess, would you say that, that you feel like that continues pretty well in this album? Yeah. One thing I liked about this album especially is that, and I kind of said this on our radio show, is that I felt like very reminiscent of the Head P.E. album of 2020, the class of 2020. And the Deftones mm. Ohms album, because it, I feel like this encompassed almost all their sound from all their albums. You could basically place a song off this album on every single one of their albums and it would just fit. Yeah. And so I kind of appreciated it because New Empire was great. And I, you know, I, I liked the direction that they were going. They were definitely going heavier. It's great to get back to their old sound, too, and, and have a couple of those, you know, club sort of mixes in there. But real quick, one thing I did want to mention, because I mentioned this on on our radio show. So you can definitely tell that the band has grown up um, and now that they're <laughs> they're old, they're probably dads or something, um, because, you know, back yep. back in the day they you know, their songs were like, you know, I got to I got to get some more drunk. I got to get more alcohol, you know, hit yeah. me up. I, you know, if you're not drinking, you're, you're lame, basically. And now they're, they're talking about like, all right, if you're going to go to the club, you're going to go ruin your life tonight. I'm going to go ruin my life. I'm going to ruin my life. Yeah. <laughs> like, <that's>, like, <laughs> like they're, they're total dads now. Like they totally like, they're, like oh, I'm just telling it how it is, man. I'm just telling how it is. You're going to ruin your life. You go go out to the club and drink all night. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. is one of the songs on the album, by the way. It is called Ruin, ruin My, my life, life. And it is like three. the club song. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's I'm just making that yeah. up. There's two or three club 
ish songs that kind of go back to their first couple albums. Um, there's a couple of things that I wanted to to touch on. The song Hourglass I thought was kind of interesting because they just like make a bunch of like Lost Boys references in the song and in the video. It's it's really goofy, but <laughs> back to back albums with with movie based yeah. songs. And then right. Wild in These Streets makes like Grand Theft Auto three like little blue and red and green wipes with like little boxes is interesting (laughs) but uh yeah (laughs) and then they also go back to referencing like wrestlers and stuff in the song dangerous they uh there's a line here let me get to it i got the game in the chokehold nose cake full of cocoa soco in the solo and then he says screaming out fuck the popo killing beers like i'm stone cold <laughs> oh, okay i was like where are you where's he going with this <laughs> yeah <laughs> made me laugh because yet again referencing wrestling personalities yeah these guys are huge fans i think of wrestling you know <laughs> One thing I, I did like a lot more too about this album is that they just kind of lean into having all their singers, like all five, five of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of, yeah. And they all five make their presence very well known throughout the album. Like that's what I was telling Hannah right off the bat. I was like, man, I don't know if I've heard Funny Man so much on an album uh, <laughs> as I did this one. Like, and I, I love him. I think he's one of my favorite of the of all the rappers when they when they rap. But like you just don't typically hear him. And then like he was, he, it was awesome. He fit so well into this album. I, I felt like they all maybe took turns kind of writing it together. I think it's cool to find balance when you have that many vocals. It's also a nice way of keeping it fresh. It's something that can help their albums. Right. And I think you can tell which guy is like the creative force behind certain songs as well. Mm. Yeah, you can. I mean, I think for the most part, it's Charlie Seen. Um, yeah, but there's a couple of songs where J Dog, you know, I think is kind of the creator of them, and then maybe even Danny, I think, is getting his hands into some of them. I'd be really curious who wrote like the really melodic ones. Like, "All Right" is probably one of my favorite songs on the album, and it's it doesn't sound anything like a Hollywood Undead song. Like, I, I can't even describe it to be honest. It's almost like a, a church choir uh, singing like the chorus, mm. right? Between Danny and Brian, I think it'd be hilarious if just on like a random album, like, all right, Brian, you be Danny on Hollywood Undead and Danny, you be Brian on I Prevail and see if anybody notices. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) Do it. I'm I'm for it. (laughs) Do a little sound swap going on up in here. I should also note that just for, I don't know, completion's sake, that between this album and their previous albums, two members of Hollywood Undead put out solo albums. Yeah. Yeah. Both uh, both Charlie Seen had an album called Outsiders and then Johnny Three Tears put one out. He didn't go under the name Johnny Three Tears. To be honest, I forget the name that he went under. It wasn't entirely even his regular name, though. I think that was part of it. And he got really like serious and intense on that. Like it was not a... I don't know if if he's one of the sillier members of the group, because I don't know the band as well as you guys do or who does which raps exactly. But uh, he definitely he definitely was the one that had kind of the the somberness 
in, in his solo yeah, work. So I guess if your name is Johnny Three Tears, it does kind of make sense. <laughs> like that's already part of it. One guy's funny yeah. man, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that he's always kind of been the one that's most grounded and, and has like the deepest lyrics mm. and, and he's not really been one f- being funny, so to speak. It's more like this is I'm either going to do some drugs or I'm going to kill you, basically. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> oh, OK, OK, OK. <laughs> not all the time, but most of the time. That's about it. OK, very intense. That's yeah. very intense. <laughs> But yeah, I absolutely love this album. There's a lot of songs that like are very reminiscent of their old sound. Um, and there's also like ones that had like their new sound, like chaos is definitely like kind of their newer sound, like where it's just right up the front. They're all screaming at you, chaos, chaos. And you're just like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah. And then like City of the Dead is kind of also very reminiscent of like their newer sound. I think Lion Eyes it was a song almost that's to me felt like it was left off of notes from the underground. <laughs> because notes from the underground was very deep and kind of there was like a lot of almost dark stuff happening throughout that album and i think that's exactly where lion eyes fits it's just great i i truly enjoyed this album i actually almost probably liked it better than the last two you know i like their i like the new sound but yeah i don't know i, I you know i just still appreciate hearing charlie make me laugh you know <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that's fair that's saying something because you definitely liked their previous, the sort of two releases from a couple of years yeah. ago. I'm pretty sure those both made our top 20, yeah. I think. Well, and they definitely did make me laugh with Happy When I Die. That was probably one of my favorite tracks on the album. It's it's funny, <laughs> but it's also one of those kind of sombering songs as well. Yeah. Yeah, there are some things that you hear where you're like, I get where you're coming from, but also like, oh, Right. <laughs> like... I don't know if I want to hear you sing about this, though. <laughs> they do that a lot with a lot of their songs in their discography. Yeah, yeah they, they like make you think. Mm-hmm. One thing I, I really truly like, and I think almost all of these bands, and maybe not so much Blind Channel as far as I know, but I'm not too familiar with their back work, but all of these bands that we're talking about tonight have a theme of mental health awareness. And, and at some point, throughout their songs, they they do make a point to either talk about how they let their substances control them or different experiences that they went through. And they all sing about it in different ways. But yeah. that's one thing that I, I truly always enjoyed about Hollywood Undead is that they are not, they don't beat about about the bush with it. You know, um, I think one of the, the songs everybody knows that's straight up, like people think about this as happens is Bullet. It's such a happy song if, if you're not listening to the lyrics, but if you're listening to the lyrics, it's a very realistic song about somebody wanting to kill themselves. Um, and so it's just that's one thing I've truly appreciated about this band is that they are always up front. They're always very honest with their lyrics and to make you think or, or at least put that situation in your head to, to let you know that this actually can be real. This actually happens to people. Um, you're not alone if this happens to you or if you're having this types of thoughts. And and if you are, um, they did update the new suicide awareness number. It is nine, eight, eight, just three numbers. Please make that call. If, if you have to, uh, if you need to call anybody, cause just remember the world's always going to be a better place with you in it. And, and these bands are always uh, going to agree with that too. Yep. Agreed there. I like that. That line has become one of our, one of our yeah. catchphrases. I don't know if you made that up or if you got that from somewhere, but I always like it. The the world's a better place. The world's a better place with you in it. Oh, I I don't know. Is that from something or is that just your thought that came out in an episode one time? I mean, I've heard it somewhere. I've heard it said, but yeah. Yeah. 
nonetheless, it's, it's a powerful and true statement. And I like that, that it pops up on our episodes. Yep. It's been with us since episode 12 with the Chester Bennington episode. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's uh, it, one of the reasons why I truly love this type of music is because when I had these types of thoughts, it was music like this that got me through it. And, you know, I think every one of us has had kind of personal experiences around that situation. So around suicide, um, sorry, I don't want to like make light of it and not, and not talk about it. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I truly appreciate when these bands are honest because you, you get to hear a different side of it. And, and if you're going through it, you have somebody that you can kind of correlate with or, or uh, you know, that might have felt the same way at some point, obviously, if they're writing lyrics like this. Yeah. Uh, Bad Flower is another band like that that I absolutely love that just is flat out honest. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So before we move on to our final album of this roundup, what are our recommended tracks on Hotel California? Man, this one was was tough for me. Uh, I'll start it, though, because obviously it's like my favorite band, one of my favorite bands. So I, it really was tough. But I, like I Lion Eyes was probably one of my favorite songs on this album. Um, I, I I also really liked World War Me. Yeah. And uh, man. And like, yeah, it's a happy when I die. Happy when I die was probably my favorite track on the album. So, uh, yeah, uh, tough, tough choice, though. Yeah, definitely. I'll be honest, I only got to give this album one full lesson through my recommendations or, or the ones that stuck out. It comes a little bit of a, a grain of salt. I appreciated uh, track two, World War Me, Wild in the Streets, number seven, because I like when people talk about being in the streets. <laughs> And I'm going to I'm going to double down a little bit as City of the Dead and All Right, the, the two songs at the end of the yeah. album. I thought that they closed this album very strong. Yeah. And so I'm going to kind of like sandwich those together as my as my last itch approved pick. The City of the Dead and All Right were two of the ones that I was going to choose. Um, and then probably the would be uh, Dangerous track eight for me. As yeah. Another favorite. The last track, I just want to throw this out there because I think we've pretty much mentioned most of them. But the other one that I would give an honorable mention to would be Alone at the Top. I I really did like that song as well. Yeah. But I think we've pretty much named all the songs on this album at some point through this episode. So it goes to show you another great thing. Two albums in a row. Yeah. And then this one, the the third one here that Dan's been ranting and raving about all week, really. The new album from I Prevail called True Power. Oh, this this album, <laughs> it's it's pretty fucking awesome. I'm not going to lie. And I'm not the only one that thinks it either. Like, I, I'm a part of the Sirius Octane group that's about 60,000 people strong. And since this album came out last Friday, everybody has been talking nonstop about the entire album, naming almost every single song at some point. Like, oh, this is my favorite track. This is my favorite track. And I'm going to tell you, they're all <laughs> fucking great tracks <laughs> except for maybe that that intro track i'm just kidding yeah fuck that intro track <laughs> <laughs> i'm totally kidding it's just zero 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 and 41 seconds of almost nothing of nothingness <laughs> good point i want to know a little bit of context for i prevail 
all of these bands in some way or another could fall under, you know, what you would call like rap rock or rap metal or whatever. New metal. I prevail is definitely, yeah. New metal ish stuff. They're definitely new metal influences at most. I would say I prevail is definitely the heaviest yes. of the three overall. Yeah, agreed. They get into the more metal and the more screaming and there's just, there's some pretty gnarly breakdowns throughout there. Um, they're also Grammy award nominees. I don't know if you knew yep. that from, yeah, yeah from their, their last album. Trauma. Trauma had a song called Bow Down that was nominated and and Trauma was nominated for the best rock album of of 2019 yep. or so that term nominated. Yes, but not one Grammys. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> right. That's all right. That's all right. It's still it's still notable. I'll give them a little yeah, bit of credit for that. No, I, th- this band is yeah. much heavier than the two aforementioned bands. And, and one thing that kind of ties all these bands together is that they all have multiple singers. The main difference is, is that in this band, you mm-hmm. have Eric. I'm not going to pronounce his last name. Yeah, just say Eric. <laughs> yeah, who is the, yeah, he's Eric. like the, well, they call him the unclean vocals, but he sings, he raps, he screams, like he does fucking everything. I love his voice. He's miscellaneous vocals. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> it, it basically, if you hear not Brian, that's Eric. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you are yeah. now known as not Brian. <laughs> <laughs> And Brian handles yes. the clean vocals exclusively. <laughs> Brian, not not all the other. I mean, stuff. they both have very distinctive voices, but Brian yeah. is clearly, obviously, the clean vo- vocalist. He always has that very melodic sound to him. Eric, I mean, he's mm-hmm. just he's doing whatever. Like it's it's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> oh man, now I'm just having giggles of you are you are not Brian, and then Brian, you are not <laughs> you are not Danny. <laughs> Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? Oh, right. Danny came back. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got gotcha. you. Anyway. <laughs> now, Eric is probably, like I said, one of my favorite singers in, uh, of all the rock bands out there right now. New favorite singers. But um, yeah, the, in this album, I, I, I like how they almost split the songs like 50-50. Um, and in some of their songs, it was kind of crazy because like I was wanting almost another chorus but they just like were like nope we're just gonna break down and end the song yeah like they did they, they did that on a lot of tracks yeah. that's it yeah they have i mean if you don't include the the intro track they got 14 tracks on here and they definitely have that that new age mentality of well this song's about three minutes long so enjoy it while it lasts yep <laughs> I think the longest track on here is the second track and it's right under four minutes. <laughs> yeah. Nothing hits four. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> it's they, so they get in there, they hit you hard and then the song ends <laughs> like that's, that's their format right there. Yeah. Yep. They just beat the crap out of you for a minute. And then, and then it's it. like, okay, what do you want to talk about? Body bags? Got that. All right. You want to yeah. talk about judgment day? Cool. You, are you a fake bitch? Yes, you are. Track six. <laughs> you choke on that. <laughs> wow. You're doomed. Don't be so negative. Jeez. <laughs> I could be as visceral as I want. I'm going to push you in the deep end. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I wanted to bring closure to this joke. Uh, <laughs> Fuck what you think, you know. 
There's fear in letting go, guys. <laughs> well, that was a fun game that, that I don't think we've ever played before. That yeah, was totally full of bad things. <laughs> it was very much in the negative. <laughs> there's only one left. Somebody's wait. I think there's maybe one left. Maybe two. No reason to be so fake. <laughs> I don't God. know. <laughs> I don't even know how you would All include right, visceral. Like fuck. I already, I already did. I already did. He already did. Oh. The the one awesome. that we the one that we haven't though is long live the king. That's a great way to end that that <laughs> gag that bit. So now you know the whole track listing on shuffle. <laughs> wow, and lameness. Let's play that game another time. That's kind of fun. Stupid, totally stupid. But now we're gonna have to fun. insert that bumptis uh, <laughs> sound after everyone. That's right. I'll debate. I'm throwing some. <laughs> might throw in that or i should have what i needed was a bell like a ding every time we got one of them and like, <laughs> that's what i needed <laughs> anyway <laughs> so but but 15 tracks i mean intro included it is a track maybe not a song but it is a track this one actually where the blind channel one to me ended the perfect time this one actually did drag on a little bit longer than i liked for my own taste, but that, you know, everybody's mileage may vary yeah, on that it, one. It kind of, for me, I mean, not in the same, not for the same reasons, but um, it kind of had the, the bad omens feel where it just kind of reaches a certain point where it's like, okay, how many more tracks is this going? <laughs> I remember in college, we had some 75 minute classes and some 90 minute classes or something along those lines. And I remember hating the longer ones because I knew that my ability to focus tapped out at the 75 minute limit at best, probably more like the 60. And for albums, sometimes something similar happens where like you got 15 tracks, like I'm, my brain is wandering by maybe 10 or 11 and not every album can get me back. (laughs) And so It's a hard thing. And it's only 45 minutes long. It's not actually a long album. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I disagree with both of you on that because we both mentioned that most most of the tracks are very short. They're like three minutes long. So most of the time by by the time you're either done with the track or if you feel that it was dragging on, it was going to be over. Right. Right. Um, Yeah. And so, yeah, (laughs) I will say the one the one track that I was not prepared for, I, I would guess is probably the easiest way to say that would be doomed. Like for one, you, you think a song called doomed is going to be like the heaviest fucking track on the album <laughs> coming in at the end of the track too. No, it's like their ballad. Yep. 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 Oh, <laughs> they're going album closer ballad style. Classic move. Yeah. Like with piano and everything <laughs> like it. I mean, it's, it's a decent song, but maybe that's why you felt that it was dragged on is because that's how the, the album ends. And it's like a, the longest track on the album coming in at like almost four minutes yeah maybe i don't know because like visceral that's that's another one of those short heavy songs it's, it just pops you in the face and it's over you're just like what the fuck just happened <laughs> that's how i would describe this album in general is you just keep getting popped in the face yes. a whole bunch of times like they're just brutal <laughs> like they're they're heavy and they're, they're just having breakdowns all the time and Body just, it is <laughs> yeah it is a violent album I mean, we even just mentioned all that, you know, tracks called Body Bag and Self-Destruction and Visceral. Yeah, it's it's probably it's, you're going to get what you expect when you read those titles. <laughs> but what I like is, I mean, there's there's still a lot of like melody too, like, yeah, you know, with bad yeah. things and, and fake. There's thankfully, I guess Brian does throw back that balance because, um, yeah, like 
he's he's intense he's he's screaming like you know especially on the songs like you said that you expect him to be like body bag you you know that's it's a pretty <laughs> brutal name yeah and we we're kind of talking about this like with hollywood undead you know i prevail goes into the same thing self-destruction bad things these are all kind of the same same things that we were talking about like the mental health awareness and Brian's actually really big about that. Cause he struggles with depression. He's very open about his, his depression that he struggles with. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. If you listen to uh, the satellite radio, uh, they <laughs> have a bunch of little like clips of him describing most of these tracks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. They, it was uh, last weekend when the album debuted, they, featured a bunch of the tracks um and it was funny because like we got to the radio show like when right when they were playing my favorite track on the fucking album <laughs> yeah. debuting it was we like, had well to, i guess we had to go listen to this yeah can i also pat us on the back a little bit for just a minute here because um you know we just we did the bad omens episode and we talked about how like this album came out six months ago and we just got to it this episode right here this is three albums one of them came out in july and it's included as a connection to last week's episode. The other two were like, these albums are so fresh. Like they just came out like in the last like two weeks yeah, as yeah. of this recording. And so we're like, we're getting on top of it. We're not letting we're not letting I prevail go the way of bad omen. So we don't talk about <laughs> it for six months. Well, and this is this band is quickly becoming one of my favorite bands. Uh, I was looking forward to possibly seeing them on Shiprock last year. They unfortunately got canceled just like I did. Um and so I did not get a chance to see them. They're not going to be on the boat this year, as far as I'm aware. At least they haven't been announced yet, is what I meant. That's the one thing that's been really kind of upsetting, is that all these tours have come through here, and I Prevail has not been with anybody. So I'm hoping to see them live, because that's, you know, the... They are coming, oh, through, great. They are coming through town in November. Fuck yeah. <laughs> well, there we go. So I guess that's going to be the hey, determining question. factor on whether or not they're going to be like one of my favorite bands or not. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Mutual report. How I prevail did. <laughs> I remember you guys introducing me to this band with trauma in 2019. Yep. Um, were you guys onto them before that? Did you yeah. know Lifelines or is it more like you yeah. went back and found yeah. them? Yeah, Lifelines on? was the first album that I heard by them. Yeah, because they've only have, have three. This band's about a decade old and they've only got three full length albums. And so, um, yeah, yeah, I was curious first, about that. Pop quiz. They started in like. Uh, 2014 20 yeah 2013 is is, is what we, we i'm seeing here um pop quiz fun trivia i guess um unless you've already looked it up which that's fine too what would you know what the song was that first kind of brought them it's into a taylor swift it's a taylor swift knowledge? song yeah they covered taylor swift they did a cover of blank space and that was kind of what initially yeah, broke them out as a youtube video so, yep, YouTube be making people popular. That's funny because that's definitely I mean, not what I first heard. Yeah, that was that was before <laughs> well, they, yeah, they but... made the Lifelines album or whatever. Yeah, I figured that because they, they included that single... on, like, the expanded version of Heart vs. Mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is their, their EP, their debut yep. EP. So, yeah, they've these guys have come have done a lot pretty quickly, yeah. I would say. Like in terms of rising through, you know, the ranks. Kind of like Hollywood Undead, their sound kind of has evolved over the albums as well. I don't think there's that much of a drastic difference between um, Trauma and True Power, but 
I don't know. It's really funny. What do you notice in the in True Power that's a little different? Um, I think kind of like with Hollywood Undead and everything melding together. I think I think they're fine because I felt like with Trauma and a couple other tracks, they kind of leaned heavy on either the clean singing or the screaming, and not not so much the fifty fifty balance. I think I think with this, mm. they kind of they have more of a balance to it than than what they had before. That makes sense. It's really funny to me because I truly feel like this band is almost getting heavier. Yes. Like almost. Yeah. It's, it's weird because it's more melodic, but heavier. Yeah. Like the whole, it, it, the music is, is a whole, and like even with Brian singing, like everything is still getting heavier. Like lifelines was a very melodic uh, album and they had some really good songs that, yeah, there were some heavy songs too, but there was, I, I think that like, you know, um, as as they continue to go on, like every single album is just, in my opinion, seems to get heavier, whether that be screaming or just like the actual music itself. Yeah, there's there's some tracks on here that almost kind of reminded me of like early Bad Wolves, like just with the, the guitar sounds and stuff. I think it's worth noting here. We've all three pretty much gone on record at noting that as much as we love heavy music, we're not really that big of a fan of the heavy, harsh vocals of screaming and growling and stuff like that right. for the most part. The fact that this album has so much of that and yet still we collectively like it this much, I feel like that speaks right. something right there. And so I feel, I feel like that's worth noting. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I, I, agree. I definitely agree with that because... Uh, you know, even the songs where he does scream a lot, I didn't think that I would like them as much as I do. <laughs> right, right. Like, like Body yeah. Bag, for instance. Yeah. You know, there's, there's a part in there, and like, I, I, I was wearing my headphones, um, <laughs> and just running around singing this song. And there's a line in here, um, <laughs> which is probably not the best thing to be yelling around your like while you're around. mowing your your yard. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yelling at your neighbors saying you're gonna kill him and put him in a body bag well, kind of yes <laughs> hold on sorry i get him you're you're good i was i you was, look up I, the was line. Yeah, I, I was trying to kill time pick it up i was trying to kill time for you there <laughs> i'm walking around my house singing this song right the the song body bag and eric is screaming through this song pretty much the whole entire time and yeah. there's a line there's a line in the end of the chorus where he's like oh my god just shut your fucking mouth and I literally was screaming this as my wife you. walked into the room. As <laughs> my wife walked into the room and she looks at me. Oh my gosh. And I was like, I, it's, 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 I promise it's in my headphones. It's a, it's a song. It's, I promise. I'm not telling you to <laughs> shut up. And I wouldn't do it like that. That's just rude. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not yelling at the kids. They're not here. Your wife's like, I literally just walked into the room. I didn't even say anything. <laughs> Fine, oh my god just shut your fucking mouth <laughs> like, i was just using it to breathe that's literally all <laughs> so just are words okay? of wisdom if you are singing some i prevail be conscious of where you are <laughs> just, just make sure it's a public service announcement from the itch <laughs> and if that's not great. at least sing the song that it doesn't have the no, explicit. no. <laughs> well, there's not that many of those. Yes, there are not many. There are not many at all. It's like two. <laughs> yeah, fucking out. It's, it's pretty it minimal. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, 
just pick the song that fits the appropriate uh, thing that you want to talk about, you know, like being fake or bad things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Now that we've gone through all of these tracks, I think it is time to to select our, our itch approved ones. Although I think Dan might have one no. more thought here. No, I just wanted to talk about he's my just, favorite he's track. He's ready to talk about my favorite track. He was prepped. All right, do it. Go for it. <laughs> One of the songs like that, and I think I kind of mentioned this earlier. So another song you probably shouldn't just be like running around screaming uh, <laughs> while you're while you're uh, unconscious to the outside world uh, would be this song F W Y T Y K. It stands for "fuck what you think you know." It's a song that like we pulled up into the parking lot and they started playing on Sirius Radio. And I was like, ah, oh, we got to get out, but I want to listen to this song. Um, and I didn't get a chance to listen to it at the time, but I've tr- I've since made up for it. I can guarantee you that and listen to the shit out of the song today. <laughs> uh, because one of the things, and I kind of talked about this with Blind Channel, is like I, I love the mentality, and I, maybe it's because it's just what I have to deal with at work. Because you know, shit rolls downhill <laughs> at work, and like usually, the farther downhill you are, the more shit rolls your way. Um, and so I, I associate with bands that are like you know, don't put up with people's shit. They just do what they're they're They want. And this song is, is kind of a tribute to that. Like the, the first lyrics is like, they said this record isn't going to make it. They said, fall in line, just put out the same shit. They tell me the pushing limits only gets you hated. Yeah. But where were they when I was in my basement? Like, I fucking love that. Like they're just basically telling any producers and record people just fuck you. We're going to do what we want and make great music. And they did. <laughs> but like, even uh, like the, the chorus for this song is just, brutal i fucking love it like i this is the song that truly truly makes me wish or like miss my car because like with my car i could truly scare some people at an intersection just roll the windows down and blast this fucking song (laughs) and they're all looking at me like what the fuck's wrong with this guy and then i'd just be screaming fuck what you think you know (laughs) oh wow (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what to do with that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um yeah so my other two Wait, favorite how, songs did, that would be bad things <laughs> <laughs> so anyway enough about enough about me selling people off <laughs> <laughs> bad things and fake for sure no, no comments either on those ones just <laughs> he used all the all of his time on the first one <laughs> <laughs> those ones pretty much sell themselves. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like I kind of mentioned, like the tracks eventually kind of bled together for me. And they, I haven't listened to this one enough for it to differentiate that well between all the different songs. A few of them, you know, like Body Bag is particularly memorable very quickly for some reasons that Dan has already mentioned. <laughs> that one's hard to forget after you hear it. But it, I need more listens to really differentiate some of the others. But I will note um, probably bad things. And then, as you mentioned earlier, Doomed, just for the way that it throws off the, the vibe of the album at the end there is a, is a couple of solid choices. Yeah, I obviously would have to throw in bad things and fuck what you think you know. I, I did like Choke a lot as well for some reason. Yeah. Another one of my favorites was uh, probably one of the only clean songs on this album, which was Long Live the King. <laughs> yeah. 
there's even like the melodic song like deep end you would think would be clean no there's a lot of f-bombs in that song too <laughs> they like their f-bombs they love it so much fun not for, for me since i have to edit this shit yes if i want to play it on the radio obviously <laughs> yeah true which we do quick commercial listen to the itch sunday nights from 6 to 9 p.m central time on 891thewood.com is yep. it still that I don't know. I think it's you can also listen to it in TuneIn Radio. Yeah. Search for eighty nine one KCLC on the internet, and I you'll think find they're us. in the. You'll I think they're in the process there. of changing the actual name of the website, but I think if you click on eighty nine one or like if you search eighty nine one thewood.com, it'll redirect you to the the new site. Yeah. And you can hear us play tracks from this album, probably all three of these albums, to be honest pretty frequently for a while anyway and so almost certainly in the next couple of weeks yeah <laughs> usually whatever we're talking about here is the same stuff we're playing a pretty good amount of so yeah i'm definitely excited uh, not yeah. excited to edit this but excited to play it nonetheless <laughs> and we did play Absolutely. self-destruction last week I, I made sure to edit that and get that on the radio as soon as possible that was a fucking great song as well but again that that song like that song and fuck what you think, you know, I really wish that they would have gone back into the chorus like one more time. Um, it, it just, I think it just would have been awesome because they both have really good choruses that you're just like really into. And then you're just, it, they, they, you know, they, after the breakdown and just song ends, you're just like, ah, oh. self-destruction is, is two twenty six. I'll, I'll definitely give you that. There was space to throw another yeah. one in there. They weren't running out of time by any means. They Tom Petty did. Yeah. There. I, they're like, oh, we're done. Oh, this is this is all we need to do. Drop Mike. Let's get the fuck out of here, guys. <laughs> Call it a day. Yeah, so I'm going to say that if you like one of these albums, you will probably like all three of these albums. So if, you, if you're listening to this episode because you're a fan of one of these bands, well, and also you probably have heard of the others if you are. But if not, you're welcome. Here you go. Check it out. Let us know what you think. Sometimes we like to kind of thematically put these new releases together. And I think this is probably one of the closest ones we've got in terms of I look at these three artists and I'm like, this is a tour yep. that should happen. Yes. The Itch books oh a God, tour awesome. based off of a roundup. This is this is the one. That's it. <laughs> I'm waiting. I got my tickets already. Let's do it. I said I needed to see I prevail already, you know. Yep. Let's put them with two right. other bands that I want to see as well. Thank you again to anybody that uh, is checking this episode out based on checking out the previous interview with Nico and Yol of Blind Channel. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed this one as well, and we'll stick around for many future ones. We are hoping, I don't want to say it because it's not officially recorded yet, to have a very fun interview next week. Yeah. Yes, many more great things to come on the Itch podcast. Mm-hmm. Oh, my chin itches. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's thank him for listening and get out of here <laughs> you've been ah. listening to the the chin itches this episode literally got itchy alright so let us know your thoughts on these albums uh, from the feedback that I've seen on social media. Every one of them has been great, but I definitely want to see more thoughts. Um, and, you know, what are your favorite tracks? Things like that. So thank you very much for listening to the itch podcast. My name is Dan. I'm Casey. And I'm Aaron. And until next time, fuck what you think, you know, <laughs> I knew you were going to do that one. <laughs>
It was too easy. <laughs> fake. You're so fake. You should have just said that. If you enjoyed what you heard in this episode, please subscribe and tell a friend about the itch. Check out the show notes for links about the episode, as well as our new music playlist and where you can hear us every Sunday night. And you can interact with us at itchrocks.com or on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Gmail, all at itchrocks, I-T-C-H-R-O-C-K-S.